Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Numbers. Hey guys, and happy Friday. This is Jen here with the Bible Explained podcast. So glad you're tuning in with me to share a cup of coffee with me on this lovely Friday morning. I hope the weather has been good where you guys are. I like to hear about you guys. I like to get to know you a little bit better. And I always appreciate if you send me a message telling me a little bit about yourself and where you're from and how the weather is. I just enjoy hearing from you. So go over to Facebook, facebook.com slash P40 Ministries, which is the name of this ministry that uh, produces the Bible Explained podcast. And just tell me a little bit about yourself. So yeah, I'd like to hear from you. And maybe I will read a little bit about you or a review that you leave about the podcast on one of the episodes. I don't have any prepared today, so I'm not going to read one today but I will soon. But instead of reading reviews, let's go ahead and read the Bible. Let's read Numbers chapter 17, the entire chapter, but it's rather short. It's only 13 verses long, and it's a very interesting chapter as well for just being 13 verses. So let's see what Numbers has to say. Grab your Bible in whatever version you prefer to read out of, but I will be reading out of the W.E.B. this morning, but also make sure to grab your cup of coffee. I've got mine literally in my hand right now in my favorite mug, It's a bandit mug because that's the name of my dog. And my husband got it for me for Christmas. And it's a little cartoon of my dog that he had somebody draw up wearing Christmas socks. And it's my favorite mug. (laughs) All right, guys, let's go ahead and read Numbers 17. Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel and take rods from them, one for each father's house of all their princes, according to their father's houses, 12 rods, write each man's name on his rod. You shall write Aaron's name on Levi's rod. There shall be one rod for each head of their father's houses. You shall lay them up in the tent of meeting before the covenant where I will meet with you. It shall happen that the rod of the man whom I choose shall bud. I will make the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me, cease from me. Moses spoke to the children of Israel and all their princes gave him rods. For each prince one, according to their father's houses, a total of 12 rods. Aaron's rod was among their rods. Moses laid up the rods before Yahweh in the tent of the testimony. On the next day, Moses went into the tent of the testimony and behold, Aaron's rod for the house of Levi had sprouted, budded produced blossoms, and bore ripe almonds. Moses brought out all the rods from before Yahweh to all the children of Israel. They looked, and each man took his rod. Yahweh said to Moses, Put back the rod of Aaron before the covenant, to be kept for a token against the children of rebellion, that you may make an end of their complaining against me, that they not die. Moses did so. As Yahweh commanded him, so he did. The children of Israel spoke to Moses, saying, Behold, we perish. We are undone. We are all undone. Everyone who keeps approaching Yahweh's tabernacle dies. Will we all perish? Well, in order to really understand what's happening in today's chapter, you kind of have to go back and read Numbers chapter 16, the chapter before this, and learn about the rebellion of Korah, which we just talked about on Monday and Tuesday, or I'm sorry, Monday and Wednesday. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, go back and listen to those ones because... 
They're pretty interesting. And there was a lot of rebellion going on, mainly against God, but also against Moses and Aaron. The people didn't like Moses and Aaron. They didn't like who God chose to be their leaders. So they decided to basically have like a riot. And it sounded to me, though this didn't uh, state it specifically, that Moses and Aaron may have had their lives in, in danger during all of that. And there was just a bunch of problems going on. So now God is basically saying to the congregation of Israel that he is sick of hearing them complain about the guys that he chose because he chose Moses and Aaron. That's just how it is. So he says, I am going to have their complaints cease from me is what it says in verse five. Basically, God's saying, I'm done with the complaining about who I chose. This is done. Like, I'm done with it. I don't want to hear another word. So this is what God does. He says, I'm going to prove to the children of Israel that I chose you guys and nobody else. I'm not choosing any one of them. I chose Moses and Aaron. So Aaron specifically, actually. So God says to Moses, he's like, okay, have each prince from 12 tribes of Israel bring one of their rods to you. Now, why would everybody have a rod? <laughs> well, there were a lot of shepherds back in those days. So probably most people in the this congregation had a rod, I would guess, because there were so many shepherds. Most of them were, in fact, farmers or shepherds. So they'd be able to find a rod pretty easily because that's what you use for the sheep. So each man, one of the princes, and there was many princes, it sounds like also, because I'm always hearing this word princes in the Bible. And like we already saw where some of the princes died due to the whole promised land thing. So there's probably quite a few princes, I would guess. Or maybe when one died, another one became the prince. I don't know. But there was a prince of each tribe. And so the princes had to, um, they had to bring one of their rods up to Moses and Aaron and write their name on it. So each of the head of each tribe wrote their name on their staff and brought it to Moses. So Moses had 12 staffs and one of them had Aaron's name on it. And it says specifically here in the scripture that Aaron had a staff. His name was on one of them. So Moses put the rods in the tent of meeting, which was the tabernacle, because basically Moses and Aaron and then the two priests were the only people that could go into the tabernacle at this point. So Moses goes into the tabernacle and lays the staffs in there. So what the point of all of this was, was that God was going to choose one man. And it would be very obvious which man God chose because something would happen to the staff of the name of the man that brought it. And the one that looked different the next day was the man God chose. And God was going to be like, I'm done with the, the crying and complaining about who I chose. And I'm going to prove that I chose this man in a miraculous way. So that's what was supposed to happen. So the staffs are all sitting there overnight. There's 12 of them. And Moses goes in the next morning to check on the staffs and see what happens. So each staff <laughs> is completely and totally the same, except for Aaron's staff, the man God chose. And Aaron's staff, which don't forget, a staff is a very dead thing. It's a piece of wood that is totally dead. It's completely 100% dead piece of wood. The staff 
that Aaron had had sprouted to life. It had leaves and it had a bunch of like flowers on it, almond flowers. And not only did it have almond flowers on it, it had ripe almonds as well. Like almonds you could eat out of a dead staff. I actually made myself a um, a feather duster. <laughs> okay, I did make it because I didn't want to pay for a feather duster. And I actually had a ton of ostrich feathers because I had done a project. And I'm just like, I want a feather duster, like a nice one, like an ostrich feather duster. But I don't want to go spend $20 on a stupid feather duster. So what I did was I went outside and I found myself a nice like rod and I cut it down and I sanded it and I stuck all these ostrich feathers to it. And I love this feather duster, by the way. I use it all the time. <laughs> it's really nice because it has a nice long handle and uh, yeah, the, the feathers stay on it. It's great. But that's the thing. That feather duster is totally 100% dead. Like I'm not expecting any leaves to sprout from my feather duster because the wood that I got was from a dead tree in my backyard and it's sanded down and it's sealed and there's no leaves coming out of that feather duster. So imagine God bringing back to life this dead stick with Aaron's name on it because that's what it was. It was a dead piece of wood. And God not only brings it back to life overnight, not just makes a little, you know, leaf come out of it, but he it, it became like a tree practically. <laughs> It had leaves and flowers and ripe almonds on it that you could pick off and eat. Obviously, nobody did that, but it did. And so God brought Aaron's rod to life overnight. Like this was a miracle for sure. God bringing death back to life. So the next morning, everybody's waiting to see what happened to the rods. And the congregation of Israel, Israel uh, gathers together to look at the rods. So one by one, Moses hands each man's rod back to them and they analyze their dead little sticks and they see that nothing, absolutely nothing has changed with their stick until Aaron's stick comes out. Aaron's rod comes out and Moses shows it to the people with Aaron's name on it. It was absolutely Aaron's rod. There was no way that this wasn't. Moses shows it to the congregation of the people. And it's just like, God chose Aaron. God chose him. And this is what it is. So stop complaining over who God chose. So then after this, God tells Moses to put this rod on display <laughs> so that the congregation of Israel can see it and stop complaining about Moses and Aaron. So that's what Moses did. He basically puts it on display. And eventually, I think it went into the Ark of the Covenant after a while. But for now, it just goes on display. And so that's what uh, that's what Moses did. He put it into the tabernacle and put it on display. So now the children of Israel speak to Moses after all this happens and they see this crazy miracle. And they're like, we're going to die. We're all going to die. We are undone. We're totally undone. And the congregation is freaking out. They're just like, we're, we're, we're dead. Anybody that comes up to the tabernacle dies. Are we all going to die? That's what they say. So they're having this like hysterical moment where they realize, I think this is kind of what it was. They realize how 
crappy they've been in the past. And they see this miracle that God does and they kind of realize, uh-oh, we're in some trouble here because <laughs> we definitely rebelled just a chapter ago and uh, God is not too happy with us. But the interesting thing about this is even though the people kind of realize how beneath God they are and how awful they were being, they don't actually repent because repent means to turn away and to not do it again. But we're going to see more instances of the people complaining and griping and doing different things. So they were upset in the moment because they were scared that they were going to die. They were upset because they believed they were going to be punished. But they weren't upset over what they had done. They had no intention of repenting or anything like that. So I always have to end each episode with a moral of the story. <laughs> and I think the moral of the story is just not to complain as much. I mean, I, that's very hard. It's very hard for me not to complain. So I can't even get mad if other people complain because I complain a lot. But especially against God, we cannot complain against God. I think we can complain to God and I think we can ask God tough questions like, God, why did you do this? What, like, what are you doing? I think we can ask those questions. But when it comes to complaining against God, becoming angry at God, I do believe that that is wrong and that we should uh, remember who we're talking to when we talk to God because God is so, so above us. But anyway, faithful listeners, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it on your social media platforms and also rate it and review it. I love seeing those rating and reviews. They mean so much. And I am also very thankful to the new listeners of the podcast as well. I see you guys out there in Colorado. I see ya. Thanks for tuning in, Colorado. Thank you to Ohio for tuning in. You guys have always been awesome. And also thank you to Massachusetts for tuning in. Massachusetts, Alabama, Maryland. All you guys are great. I appreciate everybody who is tuning in as well as those across the big pond out in England and Ireland. I'm appreciative of you guys as well and so excited that you're tuning into scripture every morning to grow in your relationship with God. So that's just great. Anyway, faithful listeners, I hope you have a fantastic weekend and that you get a lot of sun, that you hang out with the barbecue and that you, I don't know, maybe go swimming or something. Do something fun this weekend and tell me what you did. But as always, happy listening and God bless. <laughs>